Hi and welcome back, Seven. Yes. Are you still there? <laughs> Hello. Is anyone there? there? Hello. Hello Are you with us? Are you with us? Sevens, you better strap in and get real fucking excited for us because our dream has come true. And we realize it's been a minute, but let this be the gift that brings us back to you, really. Because mm-hmm. Joe and I sat in the audience for Dancing with the Stars. We sure we sure did. Glitter Sports is back, and so are we. <laughs> So are we. So obviously this called for an impromptu, like, holy shit, we have to record an episode and talk about every fucking thing we saw because it was pretty life-changing, wasn't it, Josephine? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was so awesome to be, like, the secondary judges panel providing commentary <laughs> with you. Oh, my God. Like, like I love them. Um, anyway, I'm Wendy. I'm Joe. <laughs> and... Josephine, uh, and this is our time of the month. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're bringing, we're a little rusty, but here we go. Time here of the go. month. We're getting time of it. our life. Time of our goddamn lives. You are correct, Josephine. Um, so, we're going to kind of break this down in the top five list for you because that's what we do best. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to break into nice, convenient lists for you so that we don't ramble on for hours on end talking about sequins and Bruno. And and Bruno's which gesturing. We, which we all know we can do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay. So this whole miraculous journey started when Joe came over to watch Glitter Sports live with me early on in the season it was what like third episode or something yeah like third like third or second actually it might have been third or fourth but yeah early yeah it was early and while we were sitting on my couch i was like why aren't we getting in this audience yet like why haven't we worked this out so i opened up my computer and i just googled how to get into the audience and up came um on camera audiences so we will we will tag them in this post but um, on camera audiences, like was the place to sign up to do this. So Joe and I looked at our calendars and we coordinated and there was like a rando Tuesday that we could have done, which would have been the Tuesday after Selma Blair went home. Oh no. That would wow. have been that Tuesday or we were both free on Halloween. So we were like, all right, let's put in for both of these days. So on that Tuesday post Selma Blair Tuesday, I got an email, but it was like midday. And I was like already at, at work for the day, and so were you, right? Mm-hmm, so we were mm-hmm. like, we're not going to do this today. Like we we just can't. Yeah. But then the other day, the other day, I got an email about Halloween tickets being available, and holy shit! I was like, oh my god! So I texted Joe right away, and I was like, DWTS Halloween question <laughs> mark? And he's like, what are we going? And as he was texting me back, I was literally like filling out the form and hitting send and up came our ticket reservation. Mm. And I breathed the deepest sigh of excitement and relief. And so it was confirmed we were going. And granted, it meant that we had to miss our friend Kim's birthday dinner because she's a Halloween baby. Yeah. 
but but we appreciate that she know. also uh, recognizes what giant dorks we are for this show. <laughs> exactly. And she was very excited for both of us. So she was like, have the best time. So we love you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank um, you. Thank you, Kim, and happy birthday. So, so yeah. So then we both like worked the morning and then ran up there because we had to be up in, in Hollywood by 2.30. We had to be in line. Mm-hmm. And that and whole process, was. yeah, uh, that whole process was like, first of all, that whole travel experience with you, Wendy, was like the best commute to LA that I have ever been with. Ever, yeah, right? Like not a stitch of traffic. It was like the art time gods were on our side. I feel like you and I have like some pretty epic road trips. Like whenever, whenever yeah. we venture up to LA like for adventures to like interview people or to do like to go see shows or whatever. So this was, it was fun and it felt like timing was on our side and everything. And because it was Halloween, like once we got to LA, there were like cops everywhere. And I was like, what is with all these cops? And then I realized like, oh, that's right. I'm dressed like a skeleton and it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. There are people in costume everywhere. Um, Everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. The reason why they had us go there at 2.30 is because they also COVID tested every single person that was in the audience. Which I appreciated. Yeah, I appreciated that too. I mean, I would have to say what approximately from our group of the audience, because, you know, the non-VIPs, right, would be maybe about 100, 150 folks. Maybe more, maybe uh-huh. two. Maybe more. I would say like two. Because mm-hmm. if we were like, our numbers were what one eleven and one twelve, and we yeah. were about halfway line. So I would say they'd let in about two hundred people, ticketed people, and maybe walk-ins. Um, but the process to get COVID tested and get in was fairly smooth, right? Yeah, they it was pretty easy. And again, like you know, everyone had to show their vaccination cards already. So it's just like we know that the, everybody's vaccinated, and the COVID test is just kind of you know, there's the extra level of precaution. So we were able to get in, you know, the added mm-hmm. bonus of we don't have COVID. <laughs> we don't have COVID yes. and uh, we were able Wonderful. to get in. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And so that process was was easy. They, you know, they tested us. You keep They keep us in like a little holding pen for like 10 minutes until they call our number and tell us we're good to move on to the next little waiting chamber. Um, they had like a kind of whack-ass porter potty set up outside because um that's kind of your only time to go to the bathroom before the whole thing starts because it's a live broadcast on disney plus so once it starts there's really no dipping out and and you know leaving the building shout out to wendy for reminding me that we like would not have an opportunity to eat anything and my mom Uh, had a sandwich Thing on my brain, I was like, if we have to be in line at two thirty, and they're gonna let us in, like, and this broadcast starts live at five, like we're not eating anything then from like two thirty to seven p.m. So that was really, I would say, like the only sucky part of it is that once the filming started, I was like immediately hungry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, how much of that was psychosomatic or how much of that was like no legit hunger, but, but it was a long day to go without sustenance. Yeah. <laughs> so by yeah. the time we got on the show, we were like, we're at the Grove. What are we eating? Where are we going? So, Come on. What are we doing? Um, Come on. So that worked out well. 
that, you know, cause the Grove is right there and, and that was wonderful. Um, but yeah, but then like we walked, they walked us into our seats and we were placed in the balcony behind the judge's table, mm-hmm. but we were in the first row of the balcony. So we got to kind of be like right up in there. Um, and there's really not a bad seat in that house. Like anywhere you are, you can see the dance floor. Yeah. I was so glad. Oh yes. I was so glad that we were against the balcony. Like just literally, I had to remind myself to like, hold on because I swear I would have like leaned all the way over (laughs) to, to like, (laughs) to like, you know, wave my finger and snap at Bruno. Uh, And that was just really fun. Our seat companions (laughs) were, well, on my side, our, our, my side, our seat companions was a lovely uh, mom and kid. Um, mm-hmm. I felt kind of bad for her because on the way out, she was like slow going down the stairs. She's like, "I'm sorry, I've had surgery," and I'm like, "Girl, you stood more than you stood more than I did." So, and that's the other thing yeah. we had to stand the whole time when uh, the mm-hmm. cameras weren't on us or potentially to be on us. Yeah, yeah, and to my left, I had um, two tiny women who kept creeping into my space and I kept being like can you shove down and stand in front of your own chairs please so thanks like don't cop my balcony space bye yeah anyway um it was fine once everything started we were all good um the only thing that kind of sucked about where we were standing was that because we were behind the judges table when they lifted up their panels like we couldn't see their scores and it was so loud in the ballroom that like we couldn't always hear what their scores were either right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, though, like we had rad seats, so I was super pumped. So yeah, that was, was really my my too. number one of how we got how we got all up in there, and how that all happened. So, so there we go, Josephine. What yeah. is your number one? What would you my, like to talk about? For oh my god, it, the fact that we the fact that we distilled it to five. But I mean, I love that we did because you know we are who we are. Um, my number one thing that I want to talk about before we even get to the performances, right? The number one thing I want to talk about is how Carrie Ann motherfucking Anaba was not giving anything away that night. It's not. She was sitting there in all of her black swan realness. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I look like this tonight and I am not giving anything for free. Like, I, no, she was issuing challenges. She was she like, was cold inside. Yeah, she was just like, and I when, like, didn't like it. Not, <laughs> I know. And then when like Len would give harsh criticism and no one booed him, she would like turn around and challenge the audience, like, what? Like, why aren't you booing his ass? And it was awesome because she was like <laughs> encouraging us to boo. So we were like, yeah, okay, Carrie Ann, boo. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Carrie Ann got booed. I think Carrie Ann got booed more than Len. <laughs> um, she, she, did, she was hard as fuck last night. She was so Also, harsh. this was last night. Yes. This was last night, November 1. We were like, we can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> no, we it's like we are both here at the end of our work days. It is late for us and we are exhausted. I'm my feet still hurt from the other day, like from last night. From standing up. Yeah. Oh my god. But, but I was like, I we have to talk about this while it's on our brains and while it's fresh in our brains. Yeah. Because oh so, my god. Yeah, Carrie Ann was not giving anything away. She was handing out those harsh critiques. Like 
the people who deserved her tens, like really deserved her tens, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, undeniable. And then when uh, she was, she in that point was like, okay, she's the one who's setting the pace for the, for the, for the episode because she was just so kind of laser focused. And, and also like, I think it was news to us. She reminded everybody that like two more, two more regular weeks of play before the semifinals. Like there's only four episodes left in the season. That's right. Yeah. And speaking of setting the pace for the episode, you know, who did not set the pace for the episode, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to my number two. Um, it's grandpa Len. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just talk about, I, I was fascinated with watching Len the whole night because he was one of the first celebrities to kind of walk out onto the floor before taping started, you know, while mm-hmm. dancers are warming up and all that stuff. He was the first judge to come out and sit at the table. Yeah, He sat at the table I would say around 4.15 and never got up. No. <laughs> and he was, he was dressed as an old man Count Chocula vampire or some shit. And like he just sat there in his old man cape, like Grandpa Len, like not moving at all. Um, so he was just real tired. And we were everyone's like, I worry about him. Today I posted when I posted that picture of him just sitting alone at the at the judge's table for a half hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um my friend Adina was like, Yeah, I worry about him. <laughs> I was like, it's true. There's Legit concern about Grandpa Len. So then Joe and I started talking about like, is it time for Len to to retire his paddle boards and um, not paddle boards, paddles? Yeah. And um, and who would take his place on the judges panel if if Len was like peace? What would we do? Yeah. So we talked about some alternatives for Len. What were some of your choices? So. My my choice was so one is more real. One is kind of they're both kind of out there. Let's just put it that way, right? So like we both agree, or Wendy and I both agree that to replace a head judge should be like Carrie Ann or Bruno. M- most yeah. likely, I would think like Carrie Ann that night basically was like, yeah, she <laughs> she's the one who should be the head judge. And I think that would be an amazing choice on the part of the show. Carrie Ann as head judge, if if and when, when, let's just say, when Len retires. To fill the fourth spot, if they don't do, um, you know, if they don't uh, just keep it, go back to three judges only, and we go, you know, we go back to, we keep the four. My picks were Julianne Huff, which... Mm. Which be which be like an amazing kind of to have like two ballroom dancers there, brother and sister. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Male, female, have it be a balanced panel again. Like I think you do need to have a woman on there. I think that would be having that representation. Um, mm-hmm. my other alternative, and this one's kind of out of left field. So so kind of I hope, you know, dear listener, if you're a fan of Dancing with the Stars, you'll go with me. Uh <laughs> Mark Ballas's mom, Shirley Ballas. Mm. I think she would be, you know, because you need to have that. Len kind of brings exactly. Len brings that like the ballroom dance legitimacy to the show, and having someone like Shirley Ballas or even Mark's dad, Corky Ballas, come in and be that fourth judge would be 
them saying, okay, these are people that are known from the dance world, from the ballroom world, and can, you know, say words like content (laughs) and, (laughs) and we'll believe them. Yes. Um, And while I think that's an interesting choice, I don't know that, that America or Disney plus wants to see another elder dancer on the panel. And so I suggested my two choices um, were what if it was Maxim Schmierkowski? Like, cause Val is like the goodie of the two brothers and Max is clearly the bad boy of the two brothers. And Max was like booted off the show. Wasn't he like, Mm -hmm. Didn't he like date Carrie Ann? Like they were fucking for a while. And now she's like, he's like married to PETA or something. Like all kinds of, right? Like, okay. So Max has been on the show since like season one. He's arrogant as fucking hell, but he- He would be the Simon. he He would absolutely be the villain of the panel. He'd be the Simon. It would be like really good watchability ratings, that kind of thing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But- he also knows what the fuck he's doing too. Like he still tours and like that whole, like, you know, burn up the dance floor tour and whatever. Um, so he's still quite, you know, active in the art form. Yeah. So that was like one, but that would be super controversial, especially of like the franchise to like bring him back into the fray when he like pissed everyone off. <laughs> yep. So, so that's interesting. My second choice was Cheryl Burke because <sighs> would you die? Mm-hmm. Could you die? Like I would die. First of all, Cheryl Burke was she was uh Sam Champion's partner this season, mm-hmm. Weatherman. Yes. Right? Weather Weather that Gay. That was your favorite. Yes. The Weather Gay. Your favorite gay weather gay. So Sam Champion was eliminated pretty early on, so we haven't seen much of Cheryl in this season. However, when she did come on the one time she was featured in last night's episode, it was like a little interlude, like Mm -hmm. um, not commercial because there weren't commercials, but it was an in-between. Yeah, she did a jive with Louis Van Amstel. She did. And I like that you know every dance and every name because every five seconds, I kept turning to Joe being like, wait, what's their name? (laughs) I was like, who's their partner? And I was like, Girl, what is that's that couple called? You don't know. Is that, is that... Girl, is <laughs> the, the old is lady. Gleb. I know. Anyway, but my favorite so... was that she didn't even know Heidi D'Amelio's name. She was just like, "That's the mom. That's the mom. That's the mom. That's the mom. That's the TikTok mom. That's all I know. That's yeah. fine. I don't. There's TikTok girl and TikTok girl's mom. So TikTok girl and TikTok girl's mom. Although I just learned Charlie D'Amelio, like. I know her name now is in my my vocabulary. Yes. But Heidi did not know that her name was Heidi. I just knew her as the mom. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. Um, but Cheryl Burke came on to do that interlude with Louie. And no one in the history of Dancing with the Stars moves like Cheryl Burke. Mm-mm. I love that she's a little thick. I love that she dances with a kind of style and flair that like no other female dancer ever has on this show. Like she dances with her guts, like on the outside, you know, like, yeah, it's just so good. And in this like two, like what one minute 30 or something spot that she did, it was like, 
It was breathtaking to watch. Like I, I, I wasn't watching dancing. Like I completely forgot where we were. Like I'm not exaggerating. I I was. We were just looking at it and I'm like, dang. And she was working hard. Louis was keeping up with her, which like benefit to Louis because he's not, you know, it's not a spring chicken. Benefit to Louis. Uh-huh. But man, she, that woman can dance. And I really she's wish that like fire. she got went all the way. Yeah, she's fire. I, I live in Zyfaha. So anyway, when we're talking about Grandpa Len and his replacements, please clock this conversation and remember that Josephine and I have yeah. submitted our predictions for the Midnight Society. Okay. Yeah. Joe, you're up. What's your number yes. two? Yes. Uh, my Alan's just having the time of his life. <laughs> Alan's just having the also, time we of his goddamn Alan life. When we, were waiting outside. when we were waiting outside, Joe like like pokes me in the side and he's like, there's Alan. I was like, <laughs> there's Alan. And then he turned around. I was like, there's Alan's all ass. Kinds of gay in the face of Alan. Yeah, you got super gay in the face about it. And then there was Alan, like, in his high tight waistcoat, mm-hmm. like, walking back inside. And I was like, oh, my God, Joe, are you okay? Are you it okay? Was, are you going to keep it together? I was like, dang, that's that's him. That's him. He was wearing entirely too much clothes. Um, he was also just having a time of his man, life. Right? What was that? Isn't Alan your man? Is one Isn't of them. Alan, like, your man? It's, like, him. Yeah. And then, like... Sasha, Keo, mm. remember Keo? <laughs> For Keo, though, yes, um, yes. But yeah, so Alan was there. I, I, I don't know if it was his birthday or what, but he was like, they said something before the show began about Alan, and I think his family was there. Um, he did. Uh, they, they recorded something that got inserted into the live broadcast where it was the the distinction of the two different types of tango. And Which Alan we'll did. Yes. Recording this we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Alan was there and he was just like it. And then he also re- um, was covering for Val Shemarkovsky because Val was diagnosed with COVID. So um, he had to dance with Gabby. Guess her name, right? Bachelorette. I don't know. I don't know her name. Um, Bachelorette, I think. Yeah. yeah, so he had to dance with her and he was able to like, you know, pick it pick up the choreography. He had to do that. He had to do Max's he had to do Val's choreography. He had to do the group dance and he just picked mm-hmm. it up and like right before everything, like he was just like jumping around, dancing, being goofy, like Happy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, what, his what social thought- media presence is him. That's the cool thing. Yeah. What I thought was really great though too and what Carrie Ann's feedback like really really hit on was that for Bachelorette Gabby, um, mm-hmm. like she had chemistry with Alan that mm-hmm. week for only dance with him for like a couple of days. Sure. You know, whereas it for like that long to kind of build that relationship with Val, she like immediately had the same kind of dancing chemistry with with Alan. So mm-hmm. Alan's done some real fucking impressive work this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it, get it, get it. Get mm. it, get it, get it. Give me your next one. Well, Joe, I'm so glad that you asked. I'm so glad you asked about who I'm dating because (laughs) you bore witness to this moment. Um, So before the show happened, um, like before the live broadcast happened, between that like tango tutorial and the live broadcast, 
like a lot of the judges were just kind of like walking around on the floor, like connecting with audience members on the, on the ground level. And we were up in the balcony, but so were the dancers, the pros were out there like greeting their people and whoever was there in the audience and all that stuff. So at one point, Derek Huff, who I've never really like had a thing for ever, but he walked out in his tight little devil costume last night and he had like a real sharp red loafer on. Yeah. And the red loafer did something to me. Mm-hmm. I don't can't explain it. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, there was a moment where he's just kind of seemed like he was like idly just kind of dicking around, like just walking, like looking for someone to talk to. And he was like right below where we were standing on the balcony. So I just like screamed his name. <laughs> I was like, Derek! <laughs> and he turned around and he like looked up and I started waving frantically at him. And he looked right into my soul mm-hmm. deeply. And he pointed, gestured to like my, what was my costume. Mm-hmm. And he said, I really like that costume. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I made it. And so he was like, it's really great. And I was like, what's that? You think I'm hot? Okay. Thanks. (laughs) I was like, what? We're going to make out later? Okay, cool. So anyway, Derek and I had this moment together where we had a full-on conversation and now we're in love and dating. So so that was my moment. His hair was also like styled to Jesus ironically because he was the devil that night um yeah he also gave like he i mean Derek gave like bro energy like he was like flashing the hang loose sign and i'm like it wasn't computing i i wish you both all the best but you know you. like the I did. He like legitimately like, looked at me sincerely and complimented what I was wearing. He complimented your he your your beat too. He complimented your face that you wore, the the makeup. And he did. He looked at my face and he was like, "Wow!" And I took that to mean, "Wow, you're so stunning and beautiful, and I love you." And and I said, "Thank you very much, and I love you too." And and thus our love affair began. So, um, so that was super fun, and that was. <laughs> That was like a stupid, dumb, fun highlight for me. So, of course, I mean, yeah, um, for real. Was your three? So, okay. So, if you're watching the, if you're listening to this, you know who went home that night, and it was literally at this point, like <laughs> to me, it was, it was like anybody could go home. We know who should have gone home. Uh huh. Looking at you, Vinny. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to know why Jersey is up still up in this piece because he should have gone home two weeks ago. Yeah. And at this point, he's not even being voted into the bottom two. So as long as he's not even voted into the bottom two, he's safe. Yeah. So is all of the tri-state area voting to keep this kid in? I don't know. There's a lot of those but Jersey Jer- people. I know. And no. <laughs> anyway, talk about talk about your theories. Justine. So here's the thing, right? So like we know who should have been, you know, should have gone home, Vinny. Uh, and let's make names. Just say it. I don't want to speak yeah. in code. Uh, Jordan Sparks went home last night, and the thing about Jordan Sparks, right, is that 
she shouldn't have gone home. Like, I think she had at least one more week. She could have made it to, she could have gone out right before the semifinals, but I think she had at least one more week in her. Um, She was also just a delight to watch um, when everything else is going on. She just was so happy. Her, her family was there. Like I think her kids were there. So she was just like, you know, she would go out to the ballroom and say hi to them, was taking care of them. And just like, it was just so yeah, she cool. Just really warm, like very warm and kind yeah. and seemed really happy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, Brandon is tall. Like, I don't, I don't think I realized how tall Brandon was until seeing him in person. Sure. But Brandon is freaking tall, her partner. Anyway, yeah. I have this conspiracy, right? Because like when it came down to the final two, she just looked very gracious like almost it felt a little fishy that maybe jordan was all knew that this was her time whether it was because she managed to you know pull a patch pull a gate pull something to get out early or what but like she it, it was just like she just looked like she wasn't nervous like she just was whole I, I think that i have a conspiracy theory that jordan knew she was going home and that's why she gave us a really good show um and she was up against the mom yes she was up against the mom which like Wendy i think that and the I... mom was last night like, yeah. I don't remember her dance at all. I thought it was kind of, like, lackluster, and I forgot it promptly. But I remember Jordan's dance. Yeah. And I don't think Jordan deserved to be in the bottom two. I do think that Jersey deserved to be in the bottom two. And I think that the mom deserved to be in the bottom two. But it should have been Jersey going home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the moment Vinny's in the bottom two, they'll send him home. And it oh. was just so strange because, like, like, the body of work between the two, like, like I get, I get like from a judge's perspective, I can spin it as to why Heidi stayed because she has shown the most growth um, in overall. And like, why not give her like, she had a bad week. Why not give her an extra chance? But like, she's like, are we going for the most gross or growth? Are we going for consistency? Because like Jordan Sparks is a fucking star. Like, and that's always like the challenge. Yeah. Like, do you judge someone like they're the last dance, mm-hmm. like on their latest dance or on like yeah. their potential? They just go, you know. And I think a lot of it was was a little of all of that. And I think that the reason they kept the mom in was for several reasons. One, I think Len was like, I want someone older to stay in the competition. And I think also the producers are like, let's keep the mom daughter combo in there. Because mm-hmm. the two of them have been real high together. So, yeah. like, wouldn't that be a finale for them, right? If they had, like, mom and daughter combo in the final, that'd be rad. So, I feel like producers are kind of rooting for that to happen. Um, but I I don't think that Jordan deserved to go home. Yeah. On Top Chef, they're very, like... They're very on top chef. They're very intentional that like, you know, you can have had if you were in the number one spot, you know, finalist for 10 episodes, but you sucked on the 11th and it was like an elimination. You'll go home because they're very clear about like your last dish. Yeah, exactly. Only goes your last dish. And so for this, when you hear judges say based on the season overall as a justification for keeping someone it's just like okay well we know who you're going to get rid of just like we know that when it comes they're going to get rid of any 
Yeah. In the same way that we knew the second that Sean Spicer was going to be in the bottom two, that he was finally out. We knew that if Bobby Bones ever ended up in the bottom, well, no, they developed the Bobby Bones claws after that season. Yes. Yes. He shouldn't have won, but like, you know, Red America kept voting for him and therefore he won the whole season having never gotten a 10 and getting like pity eights only, right? Yeah. So after Bobby Bones changed the rules so that the bottom two were voted out by judges, um, so that the second someone did drop into the bottom two, they'd have to like make that final choice. So I think the judges are just fucking waiting, waiting for Jersey to end up in the bottom, even yeah. though he's a delightful human being and he puts together yeah. a really great like package before every dance. It's like America can love him, but also. You can't keep up. Yeah, he can't keep up. He he has so much heart. And I think that's what his redeeming, that's what's like this redeeming qualities. He's got so much heart. He's very charismatic. He's super sweet. I like him more than like, if I'm like him more than Joseph Bayana, let's put it that fucking way. Like Joseph Bayana was just like a brick wall on, you know, with shoes on. And it was very <laughs> difficult. Schwarzenegger's son. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know their names. I need you to just describe them in context that you know that I know them. See, this is how, like, this is how I do Game of Thrones as well. You'll never watch Game of Thrones, but, you know, if you ever do, if you ever do, Mm -hmm. let me know, because I will, I know the names of the peoples. I know you know the names, which is why I kept asking you every five seconds. (laughs) All right. What's your next one? Wait, which one? Which one is that? And what what makeup are they? Who is that? Who are they? Who's who are they? What? I was like, Wendy, you don't know Gleb? Like his name's fucking Gleb. No, <laughs> I do not when he's covered in like silver paint. No, oh, I don't know. Oh, that's true. Gleb. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, wow, Gleb is really lean. I like I, I actually I was expecting Gleb to be a little more muscular, but like they're all really thin. Like <laughs> they're really lanky. Yeah. yeah. But they're strong as fuck because they're picking oh, up yeah. human beings. I mean, I remember when that. Artem like grabbed the mom by the crotch and was just, by her beaver and was just like yeah, the mom was like full like beaver slap to the face and like flipped her over upside down. It was like not attractive or graceful Mm-mm. in any way, shape, or form. But he very heartily lifted her and held her in that moment. So well, blessings, you, blessings beaver. to them. Bless the bless up. Okay. So my number four moment is that I'm going to talk about the, um, the tango tutorial. So they recorded this at what was it? Four 30 or four, four, no, four 30. Like it was, they did it like the, they did it. It was, I was so surprised. I was like, okay, this is how you know, these are professionals. Cause they can record it like 20 minutes before they're supposed to go live. Yeah. So like at half hour, they explained to the audience that like, okay, we're going to record this. We're going to do this pre-recorded segment where Derek gives a tutorial about what dances you're seeing. Right. And that's where in the background there was Alan and who? Uh, Emma, <laughs> Emma, Sasha's and wife. Alan and Emma were doing the tango tutorials. Right. So poor Alan and Emma, they had to dance this thing. Like, and it was what, maybe a one minute spot, one minute, 30, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But like, they she was out thing. there. Yeah, she was out there rehearsing, and then Alan came in. They were rehearsing. They, they, they were pros. They kept like rehearsing it over and over again. You could and hear so the they breathing. Had to stop. They had to get patted down. They had to like stop sweating. All of that. Yeah. But so bless it. 
for every single time that fucking Bruno messed up a take, Alan and Emma had to start over and do their dance again. So here comes my boyfriend, Derek, and he's in front of the camera explaining, hey, so the difference with so a tango is strong staccato movement and blah, and the Argentine <laughs> tango is all about pain, like the, the, embra- the embrace hold and blah, 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 right? <laughs> and then what did he say? Like, the tango is like your wife. And the Argentine tango is like your lover, right? And so at this point, so every time he's talking about the different holes, and I only know the script because we listened to it like 17 fucking times, right? Yes, that's true. So, so at this point, one of the shticks in this little tutorial was that Bruno was going to jump into the arms of Derek, okay? So he jumps into the arms of Derek and Derek's like, not now, Bruno. No, not now. And every time Bruno would run away from Derek, he would like fall down into the judge's table or he would like smack his crotch into the judge's table or like bang his knee onto a light boom or something like that. So it was just like, he was the klutziest klutzy there ever was. And it was, he just kept messing shit up. Or he would like get it right, but then he would like fuck up Derek's mic. And so there'd be feedback or some shit. Like it was just so messy. And it was like, Bruno, you're messing this up over and over and over again. And Alan and Emma were on the dance floor, like fucking Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They were like, come the fuck on. So he was like running into Carrie Ann too. So Carrie Ann's like, what the hell? I was like, stop walking into the fucking table. Do you have a center of balance or not? Like, God. <laughs> anyway, did like what five full takes or something of it. Yeah, least. he also like fell, fell. Like he legit fell. Like he fell on the floor. He hurt his arm at one point. He like just walked into the table and like nailed his crotch into the corner of a table. <laughs> like it was messy. It was so messy. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in the end. Um, and Derek lovingly embraced Bruno with a leg up extension to demonstrate the art of the tango. Yes. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. And you want Derek to dance like you want to dance with Derek, like both you're his lover and his wife. I imagine. Sure. As long as he's not wearing pants. (laughs) Ah, yes. The horizontal tango. No, he can stand up. I just want him pantsless. <laughs> I'd like to see him like in those red loafers and nothing else while tangoing. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm i going to combine my next two because I want your last one. I want the next thing you talk about to be the last thing because they're the true okay. heroes. You we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. So... Gotcha. <laughs> So, of course, we can't have, like, an episode about fucking Dancing with the Stars without talking about, like, the dancing, right? So. Right? Wouldn't that be just like us to just, like, bitching about all of the people and, like, not say a single thing about dance? <laughs> I know. So, I mean, the performances were really great. Like, uh, the, it was not, there wasn't, even the performances that were not so great, like, it was so cool to, like, watch them in the in the context of the show obviously honorable mentions go out to shangela her uh, solo performance with as a creepy doll which was just beautiful yeah. to watch in, in person 
Um, yes. And of course, Charlie, uh, social TikTok girl, and Mark Ballas. Um, oh, Mark Ballas, he's delicious. But yes, Charlie and her upside down, like backbend spider crawl moment. Mm-hmm. Like watching that live was like, like she, it like at one point during her dance, I turned to you and I was like, she's gonna win this, yeah, because she's she's dancing literally like one of the pros right now. It's pretty crazy. much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but the top two that are both the things that like are on my top five are um, <laughs> Trevor, you know, mm. this like 90210 Hallmark movie guy, Lifetime movie guy, whatever. Him having this like really intense and emotional contemporary dance. And you know, once like a contemporary, you're either really, you're going to, you're going to re- really good or you're going to really fuck it up. And he, was exceptional. Like what Cheryl Burke did. Yeah. 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 What Cheryl Burke did in like the two minutes that she was on stage or the like less than 30 seconds, like having like that full minute and a half with Trevor and Emma was just gorgeous. And the story was right. And I think in the episode, I forget who said it, but in the episode, in the one of the judges says like, I just stopped. I just was watching you and I wasn't taking notes. I got Yes, I got lost in the story. And I did too. I was just, they were so in it and it was so intimate. It was uncomfortable to watch actually how, like for me, it was uncomfortable to watch how intimate it was because it was just like pitch perfect. And then for him to get like emotional during the interview about it and to talk about like how, you know, he's had friends who have lost people and this whole thing is about loss. Yeah, yeah. But also I love that Derek kind of brought it back to episode one when he was like, you were afraid of dancing. Mm-hmm. Like that was a legit phobia for him. And then for him to dance the way that he did last night was just really, really like beyond impressive. It was just, it was art. It was really beautiful um, because he, he had like connection and movement and there was yeah. fluidity. It was lovely. It wasn't like someone remembering steps. No. Um really really turned a corner it was impressive to see so and then he finally admitted like oh i think i love it now okay yeah yeah i mean like you know he's a good performer so like you know he understands performance so that really carried but like you know emma's whole like emma's choreography and like it's the halloween episode right but it was they were telling a ghost story but it wasn't campy it was sincere and they really leaned into that yeah and that is what I appreciate. Like that could have been my mo- most memorable year easily. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Trevor, then this week we had uh, the group dances. So not only did everybody, we've reached that point in the show where, you know, you can't get two hours of show by doing individual dances alone. So we had all the group dances. We had all the individual dances. And now we had group dances. So, the two groups were separated into Team Scream and Team Wicked. And uh, basically, I think it was the lowest vote getter and the high, the lowest score and the highest score from the previous week got to choose teams. Vinny was the captain, quote unquote, of Wicked. And Trevor was the captain of... Uh, Trevor was the captain of uh, Team Scream. Now, Vinny's team went first. Trevor was? I think it was Trevor. No, maybe it was... No, maybe it was... Uh, charlie i don't know it was i was um i wasn't paying attention to that part of the package i'll be honest (laughs) but 
they they get up there and like you know Vinny's team goes first and it's fun they have a fun number they're doing like like step together touches and you know like hand jivey type things when they're not being featured but the second group team scream gets up there and like they're doing like full choreo like when they're doing the each of the individual faces Talk about Daniel Durant in that episode, in that that piece, because like Daniel yeah. Durant was in it, like he was in it. Like first of all, his performance was like was great. I love the concept. The video game thing was really great. Like he was just like he it it felt really in it. And then he goes and he does the group dance. And here's the thing: he was sick the previous in the package. He was sick uh, during re- uh, one day during rehearsal, so he not only lost one day of his individual event rehearsal, but he also lost a day off of the group rehearsal. So he's behind the bar. He's fucking deaf, <laughs> and now he has to yeah. dance in sync with other people. Yeah, yeah. like imagine like like him him dancing with one other person every week is a feat. Mm-hmm. So for him to like to, to clock what, like eight other dancers mm-hmm. and to sync with them, like that's bananas. Yeah. It's crazy. And he did it seamlessly, but he also danced with like so much strength and like masculinity. Mm-hmm. That was so that like yeah. everyone on the judges panel called it out. They were like, this was great, but Daniel, yeah, no, like <laughs> he was so intense, and he and like the thing that like, they had a story. That's the other thing too is that uh, Dancing with the Stars loves a fucking story. They had a story about it. There was like the whole the connection point of like the transition from couple to couple, where they would like point and accuse the next couple, and then vice versa, and then ultimately leading to the reveal of who the killer was at the end. Like it was just beautiful how yeah. it all worked. That's one that I want to like, because I haven't seen the episode on TV yet. We just mm-hmm. watched it from above, right? So I that's a number that I really want to see how they filmed it, you know, and what it looked like yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, uh, both like, you know, I would, let's put it this way. I would dance the, the international tango with Alan, but I would dance the Argentine tango with Daniel. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. You'd be a husband and a lover. I'd be a husband and a lover. Um, and a lover. Wendy, take us home. All right, I'm going to take you home, y'all. Okay, now for years, I have said of Dancing with the Stars, what the fuck with the confetti guys? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> they're dancing and you're making their floor slippery. What the fuck with the confetti cannons every two seconds? So like, after every dance, it seems every week, there's like friggin' confetti all over the floor. And I have been waiting for like a dancer to like slip a heel on a piece of confetti or something. Or like, I've just always thought like, there's going to be an injury one day. There's going to be an injury because of this stupid confetti. And how do they clear it off so fast? Like, how, like who's responsible for this? So the beauty of being at a live show that runs without interruption from five to seven was seeing all of the behind the scenes, um, like brilliant stage management of this live production, Mm -hmm. because it was a very well-oiled machine. Like 
timed down to the minutes, the transitions, the costume changes, the cameras, the cameras that like dropped from ceiling, like camera angles Mm -hmm. when you see on TV, cameramen like moving around the dancers, that's that's complicated. And so to see it on the floor, to actually see like, oh, it's not just these two really talented dancers on the floor. There's also a really talented cameraman following them and moving around them in like, you know, in opposition. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to see. So all of that was amazing. I would say we got through the first hour of the show without any confetti. And I was like, Joe, where the fuck is the confetti? Like, yeah. what? Of, we're here on Halloween. There's no confetti. What the hell? <laughs> so, so then, sure. We were hell, looking for the confetti we, cannons. We we looked up into the rafters to see. We did not find confetti marked anywhere. But then, like, group dances happened. There was there were a few dances where there was confetti. So Alan, Alan's dance, Alan and uh, the bachelorette, it was the rose petals, quote unquote, that was falling from the ceiling. That was the first appearance. You would remember that you queen. Okay. So, so yes, they were rose petals. that fell from the ceiling says Josephine. Yes. So yes, that was the first confetti drop. So out comes a dude with two leaf blowers like one man holding two giant leaf blowers. And while they're running the package for the next dance to come on, they have what that minute 30 to like get all of the confetti off the stage. And it's a very like kind of beat the clock kind of moment and they do it. So the leaf blowers get all of it off in like one big general direction. And then they have push brooms that follow to clean everything off as well. Meanwhile, while the confetti is getting shoved off the stage, there's a whole other crew that's moving in different cameras, moving Mm -hmm. in set pieces, anchoring down like a bed that had to be at a 45 degree angle on steps. So they're, they're securing rugs on the stage so that they don't trip or slip. Like there's just so like the professionalism, the safety concerns, like the, the efficiency, the timing, like really the unsung heroes of, of really beautiful live production. Like yeah. that was, that was maybe the most impressive thing to me about being there and seeing a live production done right. You know, there was no chaos at all. No. There and, was no and, chaos. And to like. So fluid. To have the stage manager there who, like, I don't know who he was, but he was, like, he was hot. Like, I I mean, he was wearing a mask the whole time, but I could just tell he was probably hot. Um, He, to have him, like, counting down, like, 30 seconds left, 20 seconds, 10, and, like, people still not being done <laughs> with, with things or, you know, last minute screwing in. I think it was during Wayne Brady and Whitney's performance where they like closed the door on their little capsules, like 10 seconds, maybe five seconds before they went live. It's like, close them in, yeah. close them in. And then going immediately right out. Yeah. So like the timing, the no stress, even when dancers have to like run up the stairs and like, all right, get ready for your next entrance and get ready to be here. And like, just all of the the marks that everyone had to hit so precisely so that every piece of the puzzle moved in the right direction at the right time was just so impressive. Mm-hmm. And so, so just really, really flawless. Yeah. And that was it. And then in the end, 
happened? They kicked Jordan's parks out. <laughs> they dropped some more confetti and they kicked us all out. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went for sushi. <laughs> delicious, delicious sushi at the Grove. Because we were done at seven and we're just like, dang, okay, well, we're going to have a exactly. leisurely yeah, dinner. Exactly. And- Okay. Yeah, it was exactly at seven. We were like starving at that point. But luckily, you're right there at the Grove. And so I had the best miso soup of my life there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a really friggin' fun night. Yeah. It was so fun. It was such dumb fun. And like yeah. all of my sixth graders were really jealous that I went to see Dancing with the Stars. So many of them today were like, Miss Wendy, I saw the episode. I was looking for you. And I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't have seen me. I was in the balcony, but, but it was, it was just so much fun. Yeah. It was Would just, you do it again? Uh, yeah. Are we going, we're going next year, right? Yeah. We need to like, we <laughs> need mean, to get on like an influencer list or something like that. We do it again. I want to like go on crutches or something so that we end up like on the floor. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a really horrible ableist thing to say. But like if I could like purposefully like sprain an ankle, like so that I had a legitimate reason to be on the floor, I would do that. I'll for push you. you down some I'd stairs. Sacrifice an ankle. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. You can show girls me. Do it. It's fine. So, but yeah, I think the Halloween episode was like just mad fun to be at. The only other episodes I'd really want to be at would be like the finale or like for you, you said, which one I, do you want to be at? I said, so you said the finale Halloween and I was like, well, if other than Halloween, I would probably want to be at um, Latin night uh, just because, you know, I think that would be super fun just to be there at Latin night or of course, most memorable year. Like, let me do so a rumba to my dad's cancer diagnosis, or you know, let me, <laughs> um, or what was the cringe thing this year? Oh, like uh, the year Jesse James Decker, the year her kids were born, and I'm gonna sing my kids' favorite song of mine, and it's about like blue jeans and how I'm a big old <laughs> slut or something like that. I mean, you know, it's supposed to be empowering. <laughs> blue jeans but my yeah. daughters love this song yeah my daughters <laughs> love this song and then her whole family showed up in blue jeans like that was cute but like it was like yeah. it would be like you know it, it would be as if like marvin gay said hey, uh, my kid's favorite song of mine is let's get it on like <laughs> um, super creepy yeah 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 well i mean now that we know that we can do it and we've been We've we've climbed the mountain. We've conquered it. Yeah, I'm back to tell our sevens all about it. And I mean, you know that we've dreamed of this for so so long. I know, and it was just like, I mean, if it was and if it was the first episode, no matter what episode, it would have been perfect. But the fact that it was like Halloween, which is always yeah. a good show, yeah, amazing. It we saw just, tens, Wendy. Like- we saw tens. We saw judges in tacky costumes. I made out with Derek Huff. Yes. Like all of it. So Bruno good. like fell over and not because he was gesturing wildly. Well, actually, might be because he was gesturing wildly. Bruno was in like leather daddy straps and like maybe mm-hmm. broke a hip when he fell down. Who knows? Like all of it just memorable. So mm-hmm. fun in such a time. So <sighs> There we have it, y'all. This was really real for us. I feel a very succinct recap. Yeah. Of dance. 
first Halloween night. Yeah, we were we we did plan this out a lot on the way on the way back. Uh, so yeah, you we had to do from it. fresh, our freshy in our brains. It was really really important. <laughs> But, oh, my God, thank you for being on this obsessive love journey with us all. Um, We are so excited to have shared this experience with you. And um, you want to sing us out, Joe? Um, Enjoy your time of the month, guys. Bye.